Join Thomas Live on Sunday, June 9th for a free online gathering. Reconnect to the essence of life. Practices for embodying the wisdom of the soul. Thomas will explore how we can grow our capacity to be present and spacious in the current moment. And he'll share grounding spiritual practices to help us find the wisdom, agency, and purpose to be in a deeper alliance with life. Visit the link in this episode's show notes to sign up for the free event and submit a question for Thomas. We hope to see you there. Welcome to Point of Relation with Thomas Hubel, a podcast that illuminates the path to collective healing at the intersection of science and mysticism. In his conversations with visionaries, innovators, artists, and healers, Thomas invites guests into a relational experience that allows inspiration and innovation to emerge. This is the Point of Relation. Hello and welcome. My name is Thomas Hübel and this is my podcast, The Point of Relation. And today I would love to explore with you the relationship between what we call chronological time, like time seems to be a river or a line. We're coming from the past, we're going towards the future. Um, this is the present moment where we are sitting here right now. And um, and explore a bit the notion of trauma time, what actually happens within us when we get hurt or traumatized and how does this alter or change our experience of time and also in the design of our life, how that affects our experience of time. And then I would love to look at after time. The, the notion of after time, so real time or chronological time, trauma time and after time. And we, we will start with the notion of presence, because we could say integrated history is presence. Many people might say history lies behind us. It's what was. And of course, um, on one level, that's true, but integrated history says right now what I say, or you listen as integrated history, the way you are listening right now. Integrated history is millions of years of living and millions of years of learning that culminate into this very moment. So integrated history is actually all of which flows in our life, all the data and information that flows in our life. Because when you look in your body, your body is, a, is an amazing uh, biocomputer. A lot of data is getting channeled up and down your spine as we are having this uh, podcast session. And, and so is it in my body. There's a lot of data flow. There's a lot of information circulating. But what is information? It's in, it goes in, and it creates a form. So in, formation. Whatever informs us creates an inner form. When I look at you, you inform me, and I have a form of you in me. You, we could also say you exist within me, you intra-exist in me. We intra-exist in each other, and in the process that we call life. It's very important. So we, 
we inform each other and integrated life is also a well-integrated data flow. So integrated history, we could argue, is not just behind us and it's the past. It's all the capacities that life developed from body, organs, emotions, thoughts, complex thinking patterns, science, and so on. We didn't develop all of that. That got developed over a long period of time. And we are sitting in and as the achievements that life has. Now, when we look a little bit at presence, so presence is integrated history as this very moment being alive and active. When in the present moment something happens that is hurting or traumatizing and the information is strongly overwhelming, the impact is strong, strongly overwhelming, presence gets split into compartmentalizing or splitting of the overwhelm, shutting down part of the hyperstress, numbing it, and often pushing it into the subconscious realm, the unconscious. And so when we push it away, we have a package of data being split off and basically drowning in the parts of ourselves that we can't feel. And in that moment, we split presence into a data package that contains a lot of data that is circular. It's like circulating in that kind of compartmentalized pocket. And that's the beginning of the recurrent repetition compulsion of trauma. But it also means that the present moment that is part of experiencing life as a river, as a flow, gets partly hurt and fragmented. So suddenly we have two data package that gets frozen, frozen in our bodies, frozen in our emotions, frozen sometimes in our thinking and frozen in the way we relate to the world. So it actually time stops for that trauma package. It gets frozen in space and time. That's why sometimes when we become reactive or triggered, we don't respond to the world with our full potential and capacity as a mature human being. We often react from a younger place or a place that feels really stressed or triggered or distant and numb. So the present moment got split. Because when we look at it, trauma says in a way here in space and in time, in the traumatizing moment, it's not good for me. Here in space and time, it's not good for me. A child going through an overwhelming traumatization or a grown-up going through an overwhelming traumatization, in this moment in space and time, it's not good for me. So moving out of this moment somehow in order to relieve the pain and the overwhelm is intelligent. It helps us to survive better. It helps us to go through that overwhelm better. And so the trauma response is actually a very intelligent function. And often later on when that gets fixated, we suffer uh, from that kind of not being present. But many people are trying to do presencing work without 
including the intelligence of not being present. So then it becomes a bit like an effort. We're trying to be present in our life, but actually there are forces in us where that intelligently left, disembodied, withdrawn, shut down, kind of protected. And these defense functions need to be included in the way how we want to get more present in our life. So it's it's actually finding a relationship to the defense mechanisms, relating and re-owning those mechanisms instead of trying to get rid of them. Because we don't want to get rid of it. We want to actually make that mechanism our friend, re-own it, and that's why it can change. In the moment, presence gets split into the past, which we could say is unintegrated history, either personal history, ancestral history, collective history, global history. Everything that hasn't been integrated yet are data packages of past, frozen in space and time, which means they have been unhooked from the river of time. So they're not anymore swimming in the river. They actually start to become like the rocks in the river. That's why often in life we say, oh, when we run into difficulties, we want to get rid of it because it feels like a block. But the, the rock in the river is crystallized frozen water. It was once the river of time, but after the trauma, it became a rock. And tensions in the body, tensions in our emotions, numbness, absence, and, um, and also... Not anymore related spaces, but withdrawn spaces, that becomes like a rock. And that's what we often encounter in our life as repetitive difficulties. So when we when we see, oh, time has been split, the trauma information has been unhooked, frozen in time, and is is now a, a, a package of past. Every time that past comes up as a hyperreactive uh, maybe outgoing, very triggered information so that I become reactive, I become angry, I become very afraid, or I become shut down, withdrawn, and uh, numb. That reaction or the patterns that are the compensations of, of my trauma are actually all based on the past. They are not happening really now. They are happening in the past and they have their roots in the past, which is the unintegrated data package. So fragmented data packages um, become the source of repetitive patterns in my life. And then I say, okay, tomorrow is the future, which in the river of time, chronologically, there is a flow towards the future. Might be the way how we look at life today. But actually, if tomorrow I have the same reaction or I create the same pattern, then I am reliving the past. It's like you're driving on a highway and you see a sign of a city and you drive five miles more and you see the same sign again. So it seems like, oh, I didn't really drive because somewhere there is no exit. Because again and again, I see the same city in five kilometers and then I drive again and then I see the same city still in five kilometers. So 
did I progress towards the future or did I just relive a loop of my past? And that's why I would argue that the way we look at space and time in our society, often in the mainstream, is too limited because tomorrow is not everybody's future. Tomorrow is often our past. And when we recreate wars and we cre recreate historic patterns on a collective level, we are reliving again similar patterns, which is our unintegrated past. So every time we split the present moment into the past, it needs a kind of an imaginary future. It needs a future to resolve itself. So until I integrate that trauma, I have a forward projected future that is not the actual future. It's just the time it needs to integrate that data package again. So I call that the after time. Because that's not really the future, that's the time it takes to integrate what was overwhelming in the past. It's a property of the past. When we dream about a better world tomorrow, we are forward projecting the parts of us that are split off and fragmented, that we can't live today. That's why we wish for it tomorrow. That's different from the real future, which is the higher consciousness inspiration, where we intuitively, inspirationally have a sense of the future, a sense of potential developments, a sense of innovations, a sense of breakthroughs, a sense of scientific revelations that is the real future. That's not dreaming about a better world. That's when in the present moment, because I'm either very present with, uh, with something or I am relaxing for a moment. So I, I work on something intensively. Then I take a walk in the park and because I make space, inspiration can come in. Many people experience this when they meditate and in meditation, I suddenly have a stream of creativity. I have many ideas. I have many insights of what I can um, manifest in my life, what are the updates of my life today, how my work can update itself, how my some relationships or some way I contribute to culture. When we are in the creativity, it feels good. Why? Because we are part and participating in the generosity of the higher consciousness future. That's a vertical future that's downloading new innovations. That's a deep spiritual capacity. And for some people, that's very natural. They don't even call it spiritual capacity. It's, it's just happening. Very creative people have the channel very open or people that bring lots of new ideas and innovations that's naturally accessible to them. And so the, that's the future because it means it's an update. Tomorrow is not reliving the same again. Tomorrow is an update of what was yesterday, the same again. And it doesn't mean that it changes from zero to hundred, but I see a development. I see an update. I see a growth and, and, or I have some very new creative insights. So in order to bring all of this back again together, we are speaking of integrated history's presence. When integrated history in me and integrated history in you meet, we are here. 
So we we meet as flow. And I'm sure many of us know experiences when that happens and when that meeting triggers new insights and new innovations and it's an inspiring conversation and the channels are open and our neurons are gleaming because it's uplifting. That's beautiful. And and every time trauma happened in the past, it created frozen time pockets. Every time trauma happens now, it creates frozen time. Life stops in the trauma pocket and gets held somewhere in space and time and fragment space and time. So I cannot be fully here and I can not be fully now. So space time gets dispersed. And and my 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 sense of space, time and rhythm, the natural rhythm of life. I believe space, time and rhythm are two very uh, three very important functions of our human development. Every Every age we went through, one year, two years, three years, four years, have space, time, and rhythm at the core of, of their developmental impulse. And that synchronizes a grown-up self, that synchronizes a person with the collective. So if that's traumatized, space, time, and rhythm are hurt. So we feel a bit dissynchronized, not at the right place, not at the right time. And life doesn't fully line up. Life seems not to fully flow in the parts where we are hurt. And that's why I think redefining a bit our notion of time, that emergent processes, which are deeply relational, they are open, they have a future, they have emergence, and they are innovative. That's where society and every human being, family systems, organizations actually live now and have a future. The repetitive patterns, the conversation that we had already 10 times and not much changed, that's or repetitive patterns in our society. That part of society doesn't live now. It lives as a prisoner of the past. And these processes don't have a future. Only when they're being onboarded through a present intervention, then they can be integrated into the present moment. So the way how we release the past is by really tending to it. The way how we release the past is by onboarding it, taking it back in, not trying to get rid of it. Many people try to get rid of the problems and say, without that, my life would be so much better. And I say, no, that's a part of you. Let's bring that back in and let it integrate in order to have a future. So integration, that's why we call integration of information, is post-traumatic learning. Every time we integrate a chunk of the past, which is split of data, and we integrate that into the main computer, which is our body, our nervous system, the central flow in our central nervous system, then the integration leads to growth because our perspective grows, our capacity to perceive, because unintegrated past creates filters. We are looking through filters like sunglasses. When we integrate that information, suddenly we see more. We feel more, we participate more, we become more creative, more generous, more connected, more relational, more present. And so looking a bit at these different parts of time, presence, present moment, 
which is the birthplace of the future. The past hurt information that's being compartmentalized. The past needs a future to restore itself. So a lot of trauma therapy or trauma work or collective trauma work is actually happening in the aftertime in where the past and the aftertime meet, the potential, like the future that is forward projected, meet again in order to be integrated in the present moment. And that creates the fertile land for the future inspiration to land as a seed and on a fertile ground and sprout. And since a lot of trauma work happened through our bodies and emotions, the body is the land, emotions the water, and our mind and spirit, um, spirit fertilizes our mind to a fertile seed that gets planted in the fertile soil. And that's how new developments can sprout. And I think we all know both parts, most probably the non-emergent processes in us or in society and the emergent processes uh, in us and in society. And we want to bring the past information back into the river of time and give birth to the future in the present moment. And so that's a, a short um, journey um through space time and traumatized space time and if that's interesting to you you can also uh, check out my book that's coming out it's called attuned will be available on september 12th and or stay tuned and listen to uh, the next episodes of my podcast the point of relation Thanks for listening to Point of Relation with Thomas Hoover. Stay connected by visiting our website, pointofrelationpodcast.com, and by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a positive rating and review, and share about us with your community on social media. Thank you. We appreciate your support.